0: Follow Covert on Spotify or subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite shows.
1: Welcome to Travel First with Chris Coleman and Alex First. We talk about travelling the world, one of the things that we haven't done on Travel First is talk about airports in Australia. So Chris and I have had a bit of a chat prior to this podcast and we thought, well, why don't we spend a few minutes? Chris Coleman joins me. My name is Alex First.
0: How are you, Chris? I'm well, Alex. And in recent, in, in recent times, I've had to do uh, a little bit of air travel between Sydney and Melbourne and Canberra. And funnily enough, the busiest... Uh, the busiest air routes in Australia are uh, most of them would go through those centres, and indeed uh, between Melbourne and Sydney, and Melbourne and Canberra, and Sydney and Canberra are amongst the top, uh, all amongst the top 10 in terms of passenger numbers. So these are airports that a lot of people are going to spend some time in.
1: Absolutely. Uh, One thing I should say before we even talk about the airports themselves the travel times to get to airports is becoming a major issue in especially in the most populous capital cities and you can get so easily caught if it happens to be a rainy day or there's it has been raining and and there's been thunderstorms or whatever i live probably the best part of an hour away from the airport but it can be much much longer than that and these days if you're going on an international flight what you need two hours beforehand to get there if it's a domestic flight what 45 minutes please don't cut yourself short please because have you missed it have you ever missed a plane
0: I've never but- missed a plane I've gone very close you, you know when when uh, the the name the, the the messages are going out over the PA uh, <laughs> w- would mr. and mrs. Coleman who are traveling on airline yes. X to Sydney please make their way yeah we had one where we were, we were um, flying out of Melbourne. Alas, we had to drive from Wagga to Melbourne and we got stuck in some, uh, 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 due to an accident on the Hume Highway. We got stuck for about two and a half hours there uh, and then the traffic in Melbourne due to some bad weather was appalling so we were right up against it for our flight. We still made it but that's the, that's the closest I've gone to missing a flight. Yeah, no, I have missed flights and it's not a pleasant
1: experience. It really isn't. It's frustrating and, you know, you you sort of beat yourself up a little bit over it. And that's the reason I mentioned what I, I mentioned. The other thing is in terms of parking. Now, a tip that I'll give you ahead of talking about the airports. I know that if I'm going to park, Melbourne being my hometown, if I'm going to park in the airport or within the close confines of the airport, which I tend to do rather than outside the airport because you can get some really good deals outside the airport and then they drive you to the airport. That means you need to leave even earlier. But if you go to park within the airport, if you book in advance, you can save a considerable sum of money because if you're booking... On the day itself, and you're sort of spending several days there, especially in the short-term car park, it can be a very, very expensive exercise.
0: No, indeed. Uh, there's, uh, and I've noticed it particularly in Melbourne, not so much in Sydney. I can't work this out because in Sydney, uh, you know, you do need to potentially sell a leg or an arm to to pay for parking at the airport, but. Uh, there is a growing trend in Melbourne for off-airport parking, and we'll get to that when we talk about Melbourne in a moment. But I would like to go through my journey, Alex, and start with Canberra, for that is where my journey started, uh, that I was specifically taking notes about the airports on. And it was a Friday night... Now right. you, you may be aware that in recent times, international direct flights have started out of Canberra. At the moment, Indeed, it, it, yes, it, it is. It is. A, it is a, uh, they're calling it the, the Capital Express. It goes from uh, so Singapore Airlines run flight SQ two nine one, it goes from Singapore to Canberra to Wellington, turns around, becomes SQ two nine two, and goes in reverse, Wellington, New Zealand, into Canberra and onto Singapore. And I'm told that these flights are proving very, very busy right across their length, and they've been a boon for Canberra. So. The night that I was there was actually the night, believe it or not, of the second direct flight from Canberra to Singapore. Having been out on the tarmac for the um, for the landing of the first flight from Singapore on a very wet Canberra morning, it was interesting, more interesting and more enjoyable to be inside the terminal. Now, we were due on a domestic flight to Melbourne. And the Canberra to Singapore, uh, the, the Sydney, to, uh, sorry, the, the Singapore to Canberra flight was due to. Uh, land just as we were ta- as, as we were taking off, and our domestic flight was due to cross over with it. So the airport wasn't especially busy, but you knew that there was there was that it was busier than previous times I'd been there. Let's start with check in. Uh, I have never been a fan of the automated ch- uh, pre airport check in and bag drop. I guess I just get paranoid that my bag, if it isn't handled by a human going into the system, uh, is going to wind up in Murmansk or Tokyo or Seattle as opposed to, to where it's going.
1: I understand your concern, but, I mean, how often has that happened? I mean, yes, I've lost luggage in the past, but it's very infrequent. And you?
0: I've, I've only ever had one bag go missing, and uh, it's very annoying. But I, I, I guess I just like the idea of handing my bag to a, a person. However... It is, I will admit, it is far quicker to check in from home, to print your boarding pass or load it onto your phone from home. Exactly. And then check your bag, drop drop your bag in. At Canberra Airport, the, the the I was flying with Qantas, their automated bag drop system, it worked absolutely to perfection. As in, I was up, check, 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 printed the tags, threw the tags on the bag, bags on the chute, and away they went. There was but no... I, I've got to ask you a question. I mean, I... I... Sometimes uh, I, I'll speak to a human
1: being. I like having a human being standing by that you can ask questions to. And I think that's important. I mean, automatic. Is great, but you still, if you want to ask a specific question, you, you actually do want an attendant from Qantas standing by, not with 17 people in front of her. Do you, were you conscious that there were Qantas staff nearby if you needed
0: assistance? There were staff nearby. There were people taking advantage of staff nearby. They seemed to be very happy, but uh, I wanted to actually test it out because it's the first time I'd been to, to... It's the first time I'd actually tried the automated system at, at Canberra Airport, so it worked. Like I said, in the past, I've had no problem with the with customer service personnel. So that was great. There was no way of security, so we were straight through to, to the waiting area, to the departure lounge. There are multiple food outlets. Uh, when I say multiple, I mean three. There's, there's a, uh, <laughs> a place called Tuck Chop. I was a little disappointed. It was a Friday night. They were out of several items of, on their menu, including things like no, basic stuff like the Vietnamese rice paper spring rolls. We were then told when we ordered that the wait time would be 20 to 25 minutes. Okay, wow. We, right. we were 35 minutes from flight time. Yeah. Um, so we, we decided not to take the chance because if they were a little bit late, we would have had to really wolf down the food. There's a Hudson's coffee, which had a limited variety of, uh, of pre-packed snacks available. There were cookies and cakes. There were, there were no sandwiches left. They were sold out. They were offering breakfast toasties. And as I'd only eaten lunch at about one o'clock and it was now uh, well past eight o'clock at night, I was hungry, so... Uh, we ordered those and they were, I guess they were about as good as a pre reheated to toast ham, egg and cheese sandwich could be. But I, again, I don't think two of those are worth 20 bucks. The, well, this is, that, that, so in other words,
1: there is still, Canberra Airport clearly doesn't have the infrastructure that, that Sydney or Melbourne does. No, it doesn't, have, it doesn't
0: any, have anywhere near as many food outlets. And I hope that is something that, uh, they're going to address as the airport grows because... There well, I, mean, I, I agree with you.
1: I think that the comment that I would make is if I'm buying food at the airport, obviously, I, as you know, I look for healthy options. Probably the health, healthiest options that I, I've found would be subway, right? When, when you've got a subway at the airport because they make it in front of you, mm. you can argue about the... The, the bread itself as to how healthy the bread bread is but it, it, beyond that the ingredients are obviously fresh etc and i've often bought subway at airports and found in australia and found it very, very very tasty and you know i take it on board the aircraft and you know it's been made in front of you that and and you don't have to wait long that's the other benefit of it
0: yeah uh, well you don't have any fast food outlets in in the canberra airport there are three food or three food places as we mentioned there's the there's the 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 cafe there's the Hudson's coffee and there's the limestone bar and I know you're not a drinker Alex but I can tell you the limestone bar was very civilized very pleasant service please note they don't take amex which is again a, a bugbear of mine because I know amex have cut their fees uh, and and are trying to attract uh, uh, more businesses but they 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 seem to be struggling with that they had several beers on tap which were available in rather unusual sizes a 360 ml glass which uh, is sort of halfway between a midi and a schooner for New South Wales or Here residences, and five 70ml glasses, which were pints. Uh, you could buy your wine, and I like this idea. You could buy a small glass, which is 150ml, or 250 mils, or a bottle, uh, or you could buy cider. They were reasonably priced. We got uh, a 250ml glass of good wine and a pint of premium beer for 25 bucks. which, given that we're in a, at an airport, I was, I was happy to pay that price. We're talking a craft beer and a good wine, not a cheap wine. Uh, No free Wi-Fi in the terminal at Canberra. Really? Really. And even more annoying, because we were in the Qantas area, and Qantas have several signs which say, download our app to use on your flight before you fly. Funny, ironic, and annoying all at once. The PA announcements on the day we were there, they were very hard to hear them in the dining and bar area, which I think is... Something that is very important at at an airport. If you're sitting back having a nice glass of red or whatever, you don't want to have to sit up and strain to try and hear. Now, was that the flight to Melbourne or was that the flight to Perth, or was that the flight to Brisbane? You know, so uh, that was a little bit annoying. All in all, clean, quiet, roomy. Uh, I've been through the international lounge upstairs as well. I should say it's very comfortable. Uh, I can't comment on the amenities in action because I hadn't seen them in action, but they've done a great job with the international lounge. All in all, Canberra Airport is on the up, but it, 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 it needs a few extra things. It's a very pleasant place to wait for a flight, but I wouldn't be relying on it for a meal.
1: So, so it's, it's gone from status, if you like, of country town. It's, it's, it's upgraded from there to where Melbourne and Sydney were how many years ago?
0: Oh, I, I don't think you could even put them in the same, in the same category. Um, bear in mind, Canberra Airport was effectively an adjunct of the, uh, of the RAAF base for many, many years until the federal government in Australia decided to privatise airports. So there's been a lot of investment in Canberra Airport, and I know there's a lot more to come. So I don't wish to sound super critical of the place, but it does need... It does need a few, more, uh, a few more amenities and a few more things tacked on. Having said that, international flights between Canberra and Singapore and Canberra and New Zealand, uh, I think, will actually help with passenger numbers and, therefore, there'll be more going on there because there'll be... Uh, I think what will happen is other airlines will get on board uh, and you'll wind up with direct flights from, say, Canberra to other places in Southeast Asia. And there may even be, uh, if, if the rumours are correct, flights going Canberra, New Zealand, USA. And if that happens then connecting flights domestically will pick up, and that means there will need to be more, more amenities. And they've got the room to do it. There's plenty of room in that terminal area for more food, uh, for, for more food and more facilities. So uh, I guess stay tuned, but it's a growing airport.
1: I've just drawn a blank. What's the flying time between Canberra and Sydney?
0: About 45 minutes, not even that. Well, 45 no. minutes, including taxiing in Sydney, usually. Mm. Okay. No, I just, I knew it
1: was a short trip, but I I just couldn't remember how long it took. So do you want to go to Sydney or do you want to go to Melbourne? Well, let's, let's
0: go to Melbourne because Melbourne's where we went next. And I know you spent a lot of time in Melbourne Airport over the years. Yes. We were there on a Sunday morning and it was okay. a, a, now I was dreading this. I will say this here and now. I was dreading this because it was the first weekend of the Victorian school holidays. Mm -hmm. and I thought this is going to be a nightmare. There are going to be screaming kids everywhere. It's going to be absolutely chock-a-block full, and it wasn't. I actually thought, you know, Sunday morning, it it was going to be really busy. We were booked on a 10 a.m. flight. We arrived just after 8.30. We had checked in online again, checked in online from the hotel uh, the night before, but this time I thought I'd try the mobile phone boarding pass option. So the mm-hmm. only paper we would have would be the, the baggage tags that would be printed once we scanned our barcode at the check-in booth. Nice, yes. con- nice concept, you agree? Yes, I do. Okay. Nice concept. Disappointing reality. Here we oh, go. And I, I am a big fan of Qantas. You know I'm a big fan of Qantas. Yeah, I do. They need to be given a kick in the bum. The self-serve check-in monitors. We had problems with these when we got back from the States earlier this year going through Melbourne. This, this time, and this was only a couple of weekends ago, on a Sunday morning, there were, uh, let me go through the picture. There are a few standalone units at one end, and then there were three banks of ten self-serve check-in monitors, or self-serve monitors spread through the departure hall.
1: The bank mm-hmm. of ten
0: where we went in, seven of those had big out-of-order signs on them. Oh, oh that's horrible. In the okay. next bank of ten, there were another five that were out-of-order, in the other bank of ten, the first one I saw had an a sign on it. I didn't see the rest, but there were people queuing everywhere. You asked about the staff at Canberra. I would I would like to recommend the staff in Melbourne for being polite and helpful, but I can't. They were brisk, brusque, even bordering on rude. When we finally, after queuing, got to a working terminal, I use that word advisory, advisedly. It refused to recognise the mobile phone barcode or my Qantas Frequent Flyer card. And then when I tried to type my name in using the touch sensitive screen, I'd get to C O L maybe E for Coleman and it would jump to the next screen and come up with millions of options. Then when it allowed me to finish my name, it wouldn't let my surname, it wouldn't let me finish my first name. After about ten minutes of trying on one monitor, we went to the next bank of monitors to try our luck as was suggested by a not terribly friendly staff member. At that next bank, the scanner eventually took a look at the boarding pass on my phone and accepted that I was indeed a real person wanting to fly that day. We got the baggage tags and the baggage machine took our cases away. That bit was smoother than when we transferred from international to domestic a few months ago, but I was really disappointed with that. It's your first impression of the airline when you get to the airport and it was just, for mine, not good enough. Not even close.
1: Yeah, I, look, I've had experiences with this and I've never had any problems, to be honest, Chris. So, I mean, I suppose I'll contrast that. Maybe maybe it's all you coming. But no, I mean, the, the number that were out of order, clearly that's unacceptable. And I mean, is that an IT issue? Perhaps it is, whatever it, whatever it was. I, I suppose that w- the last thing you want is to have officious staff who don't really hmm. handle complaints well. I mean, you actually want somebody who's sympathetic in a situation like that. But, I mean, I, look, I've flown tiger and i've had no problems whatsoever i've flown tiger a lot i've flown Qantas. i've flown virgin i've i've done done most and i've found it a relatively smooth transition i wanted to ask you when you're lining up to get yourself checked through the
0: security i'm not talking about international but domestically have you Mm. done that i have uh, and on this trip again sunday morning one of the reasons i was dreading it no, it was actually a very short queue. Yeah, we, believe it or I, not, believe it or not, we went through behind a former Australian Prime Minister.
1: There you go. And, and look, I've not found much difficulty there at all, even in busy times. Look, you could take five minutes, but you, you're not going to take 25 minutes. And again, make sure you la- allow yourself enough time. That's that's the the critical component. I usually cut things pretty fine. Like when I, I we do a movies podcast, folks. In case you you uh, have not been aware of it, called Movies First, and. Whenever I go to screenings, I like to get there 23 seconds before the movie starts. <laughs> right? And, and I, look, I, I've got to be honest, that's, that's the way I've, I've always traveled as well. I, like to get, I don't like to spend a lot of time in airports just for the sake of it. But in recent times, with traffic being what it is, I've learned that you need to add 15 minutes to what you consider to be appropriate. And you know, even that is cutting it fine on occasions. So
0: yeah, but usually the queues are pretty good. I've found at Melbourne Airport. No, Keep indeed, mine. indeed, they are very good at, at managing the crowd. And this is this is more of a Melbourne Airport thing than than a particular airline thing. Outside in in the the transit area, they have dedicated areas for hotel buses, for the long stay car park buses. And I mentioned, I said I was going to talk about this before, but you can actually jump off your flight or, or park your car at the Longstay car park and they'll shuttle bus you in, which saves you a whole heap of time. They mm-hmm. have dedicated areas for virtually every form of transport. Sure, there's no direct train to Melbourne. We've spoken about them many a times. But there are other options. And if you can arrange your accommodation or arrange a shuttle bus, uh, it will drop you right at the terminal door or just across the street from the terminal door. So it'll save you some time. Let's go through from, let's go through from the security, which we've now mentioned, and go into the concourse. Okay. And this is interesting because have you noticed over the years, especially in the last 10 years, that the, basically airport departure halls are now the new frontier in shopping?
1: Oh, yeah, and without any question. And In fact, if you haven't bought your lotto ticket, that's a great way. I mean, when you're going away, either overseas or domestically, and you think, oh, darn it, I haven't bought my lotto ticket. I thought that was a... I don't know whether it's in other airport. Uh, I presume it is as well, but that's one of the last stops. I usually buy my lotto ticket there. But, yeah, the... the amazing array of shops and sometimes you can get items there that I have not seen elsewhere, so yes, I've noticed that
0: Yeah. Well, every time I go through Melbourne Airport there seem to be more and more shops there Maybe mm. it's just that the shops change that shops close and new shops open to replace them I, I, In some cases I can't imagine there's a lot of retail demand for some of the things, like suits, for example you know, I, Oh, I've got two hours to kill I'll go and buy myself a suit I, I just can't quite well, see that okay, I'll give you an example I bought luggage at the airport have you? I've never bought luggage. i've bought, I, I, I buy the little accessories like headphones and charger cables and stuff, but I, I, I've never actually bought bags.
1: But apparently, no, apparently luggage does does pretty well. I mean uh, I, I I bought a few years ago a backpack with straps that you can put a laptop into and you know you can carry around and it's just it's been fabulous. and look, it was one I, I'm presuming there were outlets outside the airport, but I just, I happen to need it. I I just sort of, I thought, okay, well, I need a new one of these. Uh, this one really impresses me. Now, okay, let's say you've gone on a business trip and something's happened to your suit. I mean, this this can happen. You, you're on an overnight trip and, I don't know, you, you've spilt something, you haven't got time to dry clean it. You might go out and buy a shirt or you might go out and buy a suit. I, I can see the need. I'm not sure that they'd sell hundreds of the things, but obviously they wouldn't have an outlet there unless they do sell some. Well, that's the thing.
0: There must be more people doing it than I would imagine, but I just can't imagine it being that...
1: Well, okay, you think about how long people spend in airports, and as I've said, you allow more time, and international etc, etc. If you check it's all gone smoothly, you've got an hour, an hour and a quarter to kill. What do you do?
0: Well, see, that's what I reckon it is. I reckon in a lot of these cases it's about window shopping, it's about getting the brand awareness so that when people go to shop elsewhere, they think, oh, I saw that shop at Mm. the airport and that had a really nice suit or that was a really nice-looking variety of chips or something along those lines. So I think that's probably more... Where they're coming from. I think it's a great window shopping opportunity.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think I'm trying to remember names. It doesn't matter. I'll make one up, but I believe it's there. Let's say Politics is a brand, Mm. right? They've got stores everywhere. So why not at the airport? And I reckon many people will, oh, I really like that shirt. Well, you know, they're there. The occasion strikes and the pricing is exactly the same as it is in the city or in the suburbs. So, yeah, why don't we just pick it up? And, And I, I think it's that. What do you call that? A, a sort of impulse impulse feature. buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That impulse buy. I reckon that
0: would do particularly well. I yeah. really do it at, at airports. And I I mean, look, a Kris- and- Krispy Kreme donuts have done incredibly well on that premise in Australia. It's, a, it's the, 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 the. I think just virtually these stores have shut down mm. in most places, except at the airports where people buy the donuts and take their box of a dozen donuts on the plane and take them halfway across the country.
1: Now, I read a special tip only last night, and I'm sorry, I can't attribute this to anyone in particular, and I don't even know which site I I saw it on. It may have been news.com.au. Anyway, there was a story about how to be, if not upgraded, given special treatment when you are in the air, whichever airline it is. Oh, I wish. No, no, listen listen to this. Mm -hmm. I, I thought this was such a clever thing. Before you hop on board, and you can obviously do this at the airport, you go out and you pay, I don't know, 8 bucks, and you buy a large packet of M&Ms or Smarties or whatever you, you, you can buy, some some sweets. And as you go through and you sort of check yourself in and you go in, onto the aircraft and you hand it to the first person you see, you say, look, you know, this is for you guys to put a smile on your face. And you hand it to... <laughs> right? And... And you know, share it amongst your share it amongst your flight crew, and apparently it works a treat. People smile; they, they just feel special. And okay, I a, we we
0: we need-, we need people to test this. You need to test this. I need to test this, and anyone listening needs to test this and let us know. Does it work? You can tweet to us at Travel First Pod and let us know.
1: I think it's a great idea. Even if you don't get upgraded, if people, if it puts a smile on people's face, they just feel wanted, and it's a very small price to pay. For, you know, because recognition is is an important part yeah. of everyday life in all of our jobs. And for somebody to say something nice or to hand somebody a, a, a token trinket or a little gift like that, I just think it's a great idea. And you know, I, I, as I say, I think it was news.com.au. I read it on. Good on good on them for putting up that travel tip. And, yeah, let, let's see what,
0: what our, our listeners think. We'd love to hear. So get, get a, tweet to us, at Travel First Pod, and let us know. Uh, quickly on Melbourne Airport, heaps of food options. This is in the domestic side, at the Qantas domestic side. I, I can't comment further afield from from this trip. I didn't take notes last time I went through on other airlines. Heaps of food options, though, and that means whether you want fast food, health food, donuts, cakes, uh, there's a bar, there's cafes, there's a great confectionery store there, Um There's plenty of coffee. The seating in the food court area, there's heaps of it. I would strongly suggest stay in the food court as long as you can. The Wi-Fi works well there. It's well lit. It's roomy. It's airy. It's easy to connect your computer up as well. Once you get to the actual departure lounge, I actually found it a little bit disappointing. And I don't know if this is a Qantas decision or a Melbourne Airport one, but many of the actual departure gate areas now in in domestic side don't actually seem to have enough seats for the number of passengers that are going to be on the plane i've noticed that too yep. yeah there's more shopping space but there's fewer seats mm. well i'm not sure that there's fewer seats or that the seating hasn't been
1: a priority and yeah you've got a lot of people standing around sort of spilling out over that particular gate lounge where you're supposed to be yes
0: stay at the food court and wait for your boarding call boarding call would be would be a stronger suggestion for mine so uh that that's uh, that's that's melbourne airport very pleasant very comfortable uh Oh, and like I said, you know, I think, I think maybe it's just a case of, of pot luck. Maybe it was that it was the first weekend of the school holidays, and a lot of people had travelled on Saturday, and uh, okay. the the, the check in technology had received a battering the day before. Oh, actually, there is one other thing that I did want to mention. Uh, I'm not a fan of airplane toilets, especially on short haul flights. Okay, and why? I just don't like airplane toilets. I, 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 don't, I just, I just, you know, I just find okay. them. Cramped and... and, Pranked, and, and yeah. yeah yeah. So I went to the bathroom before joining the queue to get on my flight. Sure. In this bathroom at, the, at Melbourne Airport, I hope this wasn't typical of the facilities across the airport, three cubicles. One of them was locked... This is in the gents, obviously. One of them was locked and unoccupied, so I assume it was out of order. There was a mm. maintenance worker working on one of the sinks which had a tap running full tilt, and it was making this real... You know that water-hammering noise? It was doing that repeatedly... Uh, the floors were dirty. Next to the hand dryer, there was a PowerPoint that looked like it was about to uh, maybe one failed screw away from falling off the wall. Oh, so, you know, I...
1: Okay. I, yeah. I, had,
0: I have not had that experience, I might say. Yeah.
1: I, I, I've had no no issues. At times, and again, I, I can't identify whether this is Melbourne or elsewhere in Australia. At times, I've found the bathrooms relatively small mm. and, you know, not, not particularly large and, and so forth, and you've got to sort of brush past people. That's about the only criticism that I can wage, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, my my recommendation is spend your time in the food court, or you know, once you've checked in, leave your wandering through to, through security for as long as you can. You know, go and sit outside if the, if the weather's nice. Go out, sit outside, and, and people watch.
1: Well, one of the things that I you you haven't mentioned that I wanted to, they've really improved the way if you're going to pick somebody up at the airport at Melbourne Airport, and it's not it's not a long walk at all. It's sort of across the way you, you go across sort of one of these uh, pedestrian crossings, and you've got short-term car parking for very short term. You're only sort of allowed to be there for supposedly a minute at a time, but it's a lot better than it used to be, and as long as you are in mobile phone contact with the person that you're picking up, obviously it doesn't work quite as well on an international flight, but sometimes it does. I mean, you can check on, you know, line to see whether the flights are on time and so on, and otherwise you'll be doing a few circuits at the airport. Uh, because you can't i i have tried staying on the the fringes of the airport and you quickly moved along you know with within yeah. the air precinct but i mean they've they've really improved that and it's worked for me very well in recent times, picking people up and as long as you you're on mobile phone contact you don't you, you don't have to be banished from the airport and you can do that for five minutes at a time kind of thing and and that works brilliantly and i I, I really commend Melbourne Airport for improving
0: that as a facility. Well, let's move to Sydney. Mm-hmm. Sydney is where, where I went to after Melbourne. Now, this was really a transit experience, but I've spent a lot of time in Sydney Airport over the years, so I can I can give you quite a bit here. I am uh, the, the Sydney Sydney Airport, and I have a love hate relationship. I actually right. I actually love the airport itself. I think the airport is fantastic. Uh, mm. Again, I'll, I'll use Qantas domestic. I counted. I counted sixteen different eating venues in the in the check-in side. Food's very important to you, I can tell. Well, no, I'm, I'm just saying that there, there are 16 different eating venues and there were more than 20 shopping experiences, everything from Australian souvenirs to perfumes to luggage to the newsagent to sunglasses, uh, plenty of fashion stores and even a beauty studio. So, oh, sorry, you're
1: talking about domestic. Aren't I'm, I'm you? talking
0: about domestic, yeah, not, 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 not international side of things because international... Okay. I've actually... I don't know about you, but I find that as time goes by... Internationally, it's becoming more and more homogenous. You can be in Sydney, Singapore, Dubai yes. or, or yes. Melbourne or, or, or Los Angeles and and
1: there's well, very little not-
0: difference between the, the, the shopping yeah. offerings in, in the international side of things.
1: Yeah, but, but this is why, and I'm just trying to remember, when when I was in the, the sort of Nordic countries and I was speaking to you about that on an earlier episode of Travel First, that's why we spent such a long time in the airports <laughs> there because they were so distinct mm. and, and I really loved that. I mean, I... This is, I suppose, that's true about big cities in general. If you're in a shopping centre and you've got the the brands, the huge, the big names, the the Hermès and the the sort of well Christian Dior's and oh, look whatever it might be, uh, you know th- that's true. You can be in any country in the world, and I mean you can buy Mont Blanc pens wherever you go, and all of those sorts of things. So I like the originality. I like the fact that you've got an identity, and yeah, I would like more and more airports within Australian capital cities to have that. Uniqueness, And I'm not sure we're going to get that, though, Chris, unfortunately. I think the
0: way the world's turning, uh, it's a rarity. No, indeed, indeed. So I I actually love wandering around the terminals at Sydney Airport. I hate hate getting to Sydney Airport. Take the train. If it is at all possible, take the train. Do not – and I apologise in advance to the many wonderful cabbies I know, the people I know who drive Ubers, the bus drivers. Just – if you're going to Sydney Airport – Go by train.
1: Uh, 99% of the time, I, and I do this journey a lot from Melbourne to Sydney, I do that. I mean, I, and it is brilliant, absolutely superb. This is why I keep bemoaning the fact that Melbourne doesn't have accessibility to the airport other than by, uh, well, not too regular, is not as regular as I'd like a, a bus or by by road, by by driving yourself, or by taxi, Mm. or whatever. We need a rail access to the airport. It's ridiculous that we don't have it. And Sydney's works so well. Do you reckon it's a reasonable price from downtown Sydney to the uh, to the airport and could, the,
0: and well, g- given that public transport in sydney is generally ridiculously expensively priced and they need to examine that at a system-wide thing it could, uh, for mine it could be cheaper but it's comparable to uh, it's certainly cheaper to catch a train if you're on your own to catch a train from sydney airport to central or sydney airport to central and then out to the western suburbs much cheaper to do it by train than to do it By taxi. If there are two of you, it's probably cheaper to get a cab. But to to the CBD. But if you're going to other parts of Sydney, catch the trains, and then if you need to, catch a cab at the other end or catch an Uber at the other end. But it'll get you away from the airport. Otherwise, you are you you will spend time stuck in traffic, especially on the domestic side. It's not as bad international. But on the domestic side, uh, it, it, it is it is a nightmare. But yeah, uh, what the pricing? I,
1: I I don't have a ticket in front of me. I haven't done it for a few months now. But we're talking return somewhere in, under the forty dollar mark.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: So there you go.
0: So there you go. Uh, what else can we say about Sydney Airport? It is clean, and and I think they take a lot of pride uh, in keeping the terminal area clean. It is tidy. Uh, uh, the the staff there were very friendly. Now, I didn't have to check in because I was on a transit side of things, but uh, I saw, for example, uh, someone had dropped a jacket and one of the airport staff picked up the jacket and went running after the person who had dropped it to, to, um, to make sure they got it, uh, which, again, you don't always see. Uh, and I mentioned the PA in Canberra being... Too quiet. If, if anything, it's probably my only criticism of Sydney is that sometimes the PA to alert passengers to boarding calls and so on can be just a little bit too loud, especially if you're on the phone to someone. It can be very overpowering. But it's yeah. very hard to miss your flight in Sydney if you're in the terminal because they really do let you know when the flights are being called.
1: No, that's that's absolutely fantastic. And, look, I like Sydney Airport a lot too. And I've flown with different airlines and, you know, there's there's been no issues. Different terminals and, you know, where where they – I mean, if I catch – if I, on occasions, the very rare occasions, I do catch a cab – Obviously, it depends on which terminal you go
0: to, but they're very
1: well marked and there's no issues there whatsoever.
0: No, indeed, indeed. So Sydney Airport, oh, and the other thing I should mention, we mentioned no Wi-Fi in Canberra, free Wi-Fi in Melbourne, probably the fastest free Wi-Fi uh, I've experienced at an Australian airport at Sydney Airport, so thumbs up to them. Given that Melbourne to Sydney, there's somewhere north of 8 million passengers a year who do that flight, that Sydney to Melbourne by seat capacity is the fourth busiest uh, uh, airline Uh, corridor in the world and by aircraft movements there's nearly 200 flights a day between melbourne and sydney means it's the third busiest in the world uh i figure a lot of people would spend time between sydney and melbourne i thought worth talking about Oh, no, absolutely.
1: I, look, the the other thing is just a very brief mention, and I haven't taken detailed notes like you did. But, I mean, I, I've also flown quite frequently to Brisbane and I've also flown to the Gold Coast. And, again, I can't say that I've had any real issues in either of those airports, but perhaps next time I, I go, I might take some more detailed notes and I can give you some feedback. And next time you're in either of those cities, uh, perhaps you can take some notes and we'll we'll have a second part or maybe even a part-part uh, talking about those airports.
0: No, indeed. Well, I'm hoping to get to Brisbane in the next uh, month or so, so we'll see if that does indeed pan out. And uh, you mentioned the Gold Coast, a little piece of trivia. The Gold Coast runway is actually partly in New South Wales and partly in Queensland. Did you know that? I did not. Well, you're, you're a mountain and a fountain of information. I love it. I try very hard, and we'll do it again sometime soon, Alex. Good on you on Travel First. You've been listening to Travel First. For more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Subscribe
1: to the full podcast at Audio Boom, Stitcher, and iTunes, or your favorite
0: podcast distributor.
1: This has been another quality podcast production from
0: Bites.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family.